Hi, everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. We would like to thank Bosch for making this episode possible. Take advantage of the advanced video capabilities offered by Bosch to help reduce your shrink risk. Integrate video recordings with point-of-sale data for visual verification of transactions and exception reporting. Use video analytics for immediate notification of important AP-related events and leverage analytics metadata for fast forensic searches for evidence and to improve merchandising and operations. Learn more about extending your video system beyond simple surveillance in Zones 1 through 4 of LPRC's Zones of Influence by visiting Bosch online at BoschSecurity.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crime Science, the podcast. This is the latest in our weekly update series. Uh, The team is back to their various home bases uh, after uh, an interesting, fun, and informative week uh, in uh, Cleveland uh, for the National Retail Federation, or NRF, Protect Conference. And um, I know our team at uh, LPRC, uh, Dr. Corey Lowe. Um, We had our COO, Chad McIntosh. Uh, and also Diego Rodriguez, our producer today, also of uh, Crime Science podcast episodes, uh, were there in attendance, and uh, we got to meet and greet a lot of current LPRC members, prospective members, uh, partners, work on certain issues for our upcoming uh, LPRC Impact Conference and a couple of our summits. Product protection was discussed pretty heavily. Um, The the finalists there uh, boost if they were there at the uh, NRF Protect show in the Expo Hall, of course, had signage on there. Um, and so it was, a, it was a good week. We talked a lot about integrations. Uh, I got to, a wonderful opportunity to work with Esri, uh, the world leaders in sort of very specialized mapping uh, programs and software like ArcPro, ArcGIS platforms. Uh, we got to present on a use case that uh, is for real. Uh, one of our uh, auto parts retailer members uh, experienced a series of nine uh, arm robberies. We've discussed this prior, but uh, James Martin on our team, working with John on the Esri team and myself, were able to go through and run various analytics, pull in different layers uh, into the mapping software, uh, analyze the proximity of rob locations to uh, police uh, stations, to high uh, energy or access roadway systems, intersections. Um, We did a a deeper dive on a couple of uh, locations that were robbed. And the interesting thing, again, about this case was the fact that that the nine out of 22 Dade and Broward County, Florida stores from this particular chain uh, were hit. And so as we've talked about before, it's always why, why not, why here, not there, why this time and not another, why this tactic or technique and not another we're always trying to understand that, uh, but it looked like, uh, according to the retailer we worked with and the uh, FBI Violent Crime Task Force out of Dade County, covering that South Florida area, uh, that this crew of three-man crew were only hitting this particular brand and not uh, other brands. And there are at least three other brands, uh, many with stores in within a mile uh, of the Rob store. So it really started to look like an insider job, possibly. Um, somebody had some knowledge, video clip analysis seemed to reveal the same, that one and the same one or a member of this crew, three-man crew, seemed to be the one that pulled the drawers out, requiring a special tactic to get the drawers out, the cash drawers. Um, 
They also seem to know about the ninth uh, robbery event. That location had just deployed an armed guard, seemed to know about the presence and how to plan to disarm, disable, uh, neutralize that guard as a protective uh, force against them and successfully rob that store. So uh, we talked about that with the group. What does mapping mean? How do we use that to better understand uh, upcoming issues or why some locations are more prone or experiencing higher losses uh, and things like that compared to others? What are things about what's co-located with that location, the roadways, entry, exit, particularly the exit uh, to get a high-speed getaway uh, for thefts and so on? So a great Great opportunity there to work with Esri. You'll see a lot more on this case study and others as we work to build a mapping center of excellence at the LPRC. Um, we had a lot of good visits, as I mentioned before, with a lot of members. Uh, and so what I want to do is uh, we're going to be having our impact conference again October 3rd through 5th. Uh, you're, you're not going to believe the content. We really want – we'd love to see each and other, every one of you. We want to make sure that you all feel – invited uh, to come into Gainesville, Florida, October 3rd through 5th for 2022 LPRC Impact Conference, some really cool social events and so on. So let me go ahead. I'm, I'm joined as always by uh, my co-producer, uh, uh, Diego Rodriguez, as well as our uh, co-speakers, uh, Tony D'Onofrio and Tom Meehan. And uh, let me go ahead and turn it over to Tony. Tony, take it away. Thank you, Reed, for those great updates. Let me start this week with a summary of an article that I just published on the world's top five most valuable retail brands for 2022. For quite some time, I've been predicting that the future of retail will be driven by stronger branding and increasing digitally influenced, immersive consumer experiences. COVID-19 became a major accelerator of digital transformation trends with technology often becoming the differentiator to changes in consumer loyalty. As McKinsey said, the pandemic ushered in an unprecedented level of channel switching and brand loyalty disruption. A whopping 75% of consumers try new shopping behaviors, where many of them citing convenience and value. Fully 39% of them, merely Gen Zs and millennials, left trusted brands for new ones. That restlessness is reflected in the fact that many younger consumers said they are still searching for brands that reflect uh, their values. As McKinsey also pointed out again, the world's 40 strongest brands yielded almost twice the total uh, return to shareholders of an investment in a Morgan Stanley Capital International World Index over the last 20 years, ending 2019. In the same article, I also pointed out some, some really interesting statistics about the value of branding. And it takes five to seven impressions for people to remember a brand. 73% of consumers love a brand because of helpful customer service. Presenting a brand consistently across all platforms can increase revenues by up to 23%. Brands with poor uh, company branding pay 10% higher salary. 89% of shoppers stay loyal to brands that share their value. And finally, my favorite, 73% prefer brands that personalize um, shopping experiences. As McKinsey again summarized, 
Personalization is a force multiplier and business necessity, one that more than 70% of consumers now consider a basic expectation. So with that background on the importance of branding, here are the most top five most valuable retail brands for 2022 in the world. Number one, Amazon. Number two, Walmart. Number three, Home Depot. Number four, Taobao from China. And number five, Tmall, also from China. According to the report that this came from, which is from Brand Finance that I look forward to every year, American and European retail brands are leading the global retail sector in bouncing back better from the pandemic, with Amazon and Walmart leading the way. In a world of changing consumer demand and disruptive supply chains, these big retailers are applying their logistics expertise to adapt in innovative ways to the new normal. Increasingly, these mega retail brands are bringing logistic operation in-house and using their vertical integration to deliver literally for customers. Also interesting that seven out of the top 10 highest value brands are from the United States. The other three are from China. Note that the two uh, Chinese brands that are listed in the top five were in the top five, but their actual increase in value in terms of brand value increase was lower than those in the United States. The US department store chain Burlington with a brand value of 2.6 billion was up 48, was up actually 80% and is the world fastest growing retail brand. Chinese retailers, JD.com and USA Retailer Target also broke into the top 10 in the 2022 report. Also interesting in uh, the brand finance analysis uh, were the top five most valuable technology brands. And here they are. Number one, Apple. Number two, Amazon. Number three, Google. Number four, Microsoft. Number five, Facebook. Interesting this year is a crossover of Amazon as the number two most valuable technology brand. Remember what I said earlier, Amazon was the number one retail brand. I'm not surprising about the others, um, uh, but really what this report says, especially with the technology brands and what's happening to retail, is that retail and technology are forever linked. Continuous innovation coupled with strong branding is what's going to deliver a really uh, a bright and prosperous future of retail. Let me now switch to another story this week from CNN. Um, the chaotic mix of uh, record fuel prices and unending supply chain crisis have retailers considering the unthinkable. Instead of returning your unwanted items, just keep them. In recent weeks, some of the uh, biggest chains, uh, store chains, including Target, Walmart, Gap, American Eagles, and others, have reported their latest earnings, and they have reported that they have too much inventory ranging from clothes to jackets to hoodies to garden furniture to bulky gistoids, and it's costing a lot of money for them uh, to store it. Now add that to that, a glut in another category of the product that they have to deal with, which is return. So instead of piling return uh, merchandise onto the growing inventory heap, Store are considering just handing customers their money back 
and letting them hang on to, to their stuff they don't want. According to a consultant cited by CNN, for every dollar in sales, a retailer net profit is between one and two five cents. With returns for every dollar of return merchandise, it costs a retailer between 15 to 30 cents to handle it. So it gives you an idea of the incentive to actually handle its return differently. It'll be interesting to see if this sticks, especially with all the packages that are showing up at our home these days. So this is an interesting consumer trend. And um, finally, let me end on some news in terms of what's happening with uh, grocery and the impact of uh, inflation. And this is from Chain Store Age. 72% of Americans said that increased grocery prices were having an impact on their household budgets with 34% citing a very significant impact and 38% citing a somewhat significant impact. To account for increased cost to their household budgets, more Americans are holding off on purchasing or cutting back on spending or consumptions in other areas. The biggest cutbacks are in driving, large purchases, travel, entertainment, and clothing or other goods. So in my view, um, this issue with inflation is going to be with us for a while. I do think there's a high risk of a recession. So this is something you should stay tuned. We will be checking and tracking where the world is headed in terms of the economies and uh, where retail is heading on this podcast. And with that, let me turn it over to Tom. Thank you, Reed. Thank you, Tony. Um, it was great to see you both at NRF. Uh, for the listeners, hopefully you got to hear our live NRF um, session. Uh, NRF was a, a great show. Uh, lots and lots of interaction. Um, I don't know the, the total headcount, but what I can say is that um, I had meetings back to back and it was extremely busy. And um, really, really good to see everybody. I think that was the sentiment for everything everybody I talked to was that it was fantastic to just get caught up and actually see people. So I think uh, we continue to see the kind of the post-COVID or I guess the evolution of COVID and, and what trade shows look like. I think that this was a, a well-attended show. Um, there was some bustle about it wasn't attended as well as in the past, but from my perspective, I was busy the whole entire time, both within the show and after the show. So it was fantastic to see everybody. Um, and it was really a great show. Now turning over to some just some things going on. Uh, there have been, you know, just basically in, in every major metropolitan city, some form of civil disturbance or protests related to some of the Supreme Court uh, decisions. We, we talked about the Supreme Court uh, making um, a host of different decisions in the last upcoming weeks. Uh, and that uh, in the previous episodes that we would stand by and watch them. We did activate the fusion net. The fusion net is active right now uh, related to civil uh, disturbances and protests related uh, both to Roe v. Wade and a couple of the other decisions that came across. Uh, the chatter is is probably more than I've seen ever as far as on the social media channels. I think I was exchanging messages with some folks on the fusion net and you're seeing hundreds of thousands of messages um, that are driven more from anger than actual violence. So I think when I looked on the first day, there was 137,000 mentions of burning the Supreme Court down. When you dug deep, it was just people being very angry. Um, luckily, 
most of, of the civil disturbance that we're monitoring has been relatively uh, peaceful. There were a couple clashes in LA and Portland that re required uh, a more, um, what you'd say, riot intervention, some tear gas and things of that nature. But uh, overall, with the amount of activity we're seeing, uh, we saw relatively peaceful um, and uh, re organized approaches. The other really um, interesting thing is because these are organized approaches, it's a lot of uh, a lot of runway to know when they're happening. They're being scheduled in some cases. Their permits are being filed so that you you can plan accordingly. So we'll continue to monitor that here at the LPRC. We'll continue to have the fusion net up and running. It is up and running now. Um, and if you aren't participating in the fusion net, um, then please reach out to someone from the LPRC. Uh, you can also reach out to myself, Reed, or Tony, or Diego, and we'll get you, you'll get you squared up on it. And for the new listeners that may not know what the FusionNet is, it's basically a, a platform um, to share information about events that are going on, whether it be civil disturbance, uh, weather events, uh, any other major things that, that are going on throughout the United States. This is a method or a platform specifically for the LPRC community to help share and do our best to validate some of that information because as we know, during these type of events, it's very difficult and challenging to identify what uh, is actually going on versus what's reported. Switching gears just a little bit, um, there are a couple different things in the cybersecurity space that I wanted to just mention. Um, I'm not gonna spend as much time as normal on this, but US, and Brazil sees 272 websites that are illegally downloading music. Yes, that still happens. It's out there, and the government uh, is cracking down on it. It comes up often. This is a larger seizure. Uh, generally, these are copyright infringement cases that are um, then pursued through federal, uh, the federal government in the United States and then through partnerships with other uh, countries. Sometimes these websites are hosted um, outside of those. Sometimes they're outside of the country. Sometimes they're depositories or torrents. But it is something that still goes on and it's still heavily managed. So I thought it was interesting that it was that many, 272 is a lot of sites, which tells us that that was a hotbed and that, that has come down. They also, during this investigation, had several fines um, of $250,000 to folks that were participating in, in the United States. So uh, feels like this has been going on uh, since uh, the Napster days of the late 90s, um, and it, it has. So uh, we'll continue to just kind of give the group updates on that. The, there was a Seattle woman who was convicted in the massive uh, Capital One hack that occurred. Um, Paige Thompson's 36. She was found guilty of wire fraud and on authorized access. Uh, to a protected computer and damaging protected computers. So one of the things that's interesting here is that this is um, an Amazon software engineer that um, obtained personal information for more than 100 million people. Uh, uh, Capital One also got uh, a fine of around $80 uh, million from the federal government in, in addition to $190 million settlement. So big impact here financially for the bank and obviously a huge customer impact when you talk about 100 million customers uh, to just the we continue to see these types of breaches and cyber incidents occurring and I think we'll continue to see them uh, in in the future and with that um, just before I turn it over to Tony Reed just remind everybody to participate in the fusion net 
Um, Fusion only works when we have participation. So again, if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to any one of us or anybody on the LPRC team. I'm going to turn it back over to Reed. All right. Thanks so much, Tony and Tom and, and Diego. Uh, and of course, thanks to you all for joining us. Please stay in touch, lpresearch.org or operations at lpresearch.org. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast, presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council and sponsored by Bosch Security. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more crime science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council. 